0: Hello, and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 12th and 18th of July 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the MEs Association. It's been another busy week for research with a large range of topics. There have been seven new ME CFS studies and 16 studies on long COVID this week. We have highlighted two very different studies this week. Paper 4 is a clinical trial conducted in China comparing the use of CBT and qigong exercises. Specifically, the use of prolonged life with nine turn method PLWNT. Qigong is simple poses and breathing patterns to m- promote a healthy flow and reduce stagnation of qi. It is similar to tai chi, however it is not a series of movements. The study protocol used to investigate was strong and a lot of detail is given in the paper with 90 participants who were randomly assigned to the treatment groups. Both groups went through a rather intense programme for 12 weeks with each group receiving an hour of face-to-face classes every week and then practising at home for 30 minutes for 6 days a week. The primary outcome measured was fatigue and the secondary outcomes measured were sleep, anxiety, depression, and changes in the neuropeptide Y NPY, in the blood. Unsurprisingly, neither of these treatments was seen to cure MECFS. No difference was found between the symptoms measured for either treatment received. However, the Qigong exercises scored slightly better. Despite no real differences seen between the treatments, the authors strongly recommended Qigong for rehabilitation. This is surprising to me as the evidence provided in this study does not provide a strong case for this. I have previously tried some Qigong exercises as part of my Tai Chi classes a few years ago. Initially I found these very hard to work, especially on my arms. However, I did see my muscle strength increase, which was not measured in the study, or the effects on post-exertional malaise PEM, which seems to be commonly missing in these high-intensity treatment program studies. Paper 5 is a metabolic study, which means it is large-scale, comprehensive measurement of low-weight small molecules (metabolites) within a biological specimen. These types of study are high output with a large amount of data being collected and heavily rely on statistical tests to find differences. This study analyzed plasma from 106 MECFS patients and 91 controls. This study revealed some important differences in the range of different metabolites, particularly decreased phospholipids. Which point to peroxisomal dysfunction in MACFS patients, which is the dysfunction of small membrane enclosed organelles that contain enzymes involved in metabolic reactions, including in energy metabolism. Furthermore, these findings are consistent with previous studies showing the dysregulation of peroxisomal metabolism and the TCA cycle. This study adds good evidence to the growing field of support on the pathogenesis of MECFS on these topics, and there is hope that this could also lead to a biomarker being found. This study has many strengths, especially in the size of sample used. However, the authors explicitly express the need to verify their results independently on another cohort, which I hope is picked up by another research group. Despite the huge complexity of these studies, with a huge understanding of biosynthesis being needed, I personally think that studies like this using metabolomics are the way forward to finding answers to the many unknown questions in ME-CFS. You may also be interested in reading paper 6 on orthostatic stress in long COVID and ME-CFS, and paper 7 on the recruitment for the DECODE ME study. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly Research Roundup. I will be back next week with the next installment.